0: This is Heather, and you're listening to. Radio hey, this, is Hi, this is Peter. This is Justin. This is Alex
1: Timmons. Hi, hey, Hi, this is
2: Alexander Stern. You are listening
3: to Radio Mopco. Hey there, Katzi. Hi, this is Kat. You're listening to Radio this, is Mopco. this is Radio Hi, this is Mike Burns. You're listening to Radio Mopco. This is Olivia,
0: and, and you're listening to Radio, Radio, Radio Mopco. Mopco. <laughs> nice ringtone.
1: Hello. Hi,
2: it's Colin Mockery.
1: Hi, Colin. This is John. How you doing? Not bad. How are you? Hey, thank you so so much for doing this. No problem. Can you can you hear me okay? I can. Fantastic. I'm here with one of my Mopco uh, castmates, uh, Mr. Alex Timmis. He's here to help me out if that's cool. Great. Awesome. Um, have you ever done podcasts before? Uh yeah, yeah, a couple. Oh you have done a couple? Cool, awesome, great um i guess we'll get started here then i thank you so much for doing this i really appreciate it no problem okay so i'm gonna uh three two one um i'm gonna welcome everyone to episode 71 of uh radio mopco Uh, i got a really special guest this week mr colin mockery of whose lines fame and scared scriptless he'll be doing at proctor's here in a couple weeks thank you for being here colin
2: well, thank you
1: for having me. Um, is it okay if I call you Colin? Because my mom always said I should ask if I can do the first name thing. <laughs>
2: it's absolutely fine. Okay. okay, we bonded enough. Yeah. Okay, uh, <laughs> I just wanted
1: to check. Um, so we'll start with some basic stuff, like like uh, when did you start doing improv? Oh, well, I started uh,
2: back in the last century, um, <laughs> nineteen eighty. I was at theater school and I saw a demonstration of this thing called theater sports, which was uh, improv done in sort of a sports setting. And uh, I immediately was uh, drawn to it and thought, "Oh, this is something I'd like to do." And um, then it became a career.
1: That's that's fantastic. Yeah, we've I've I've uh, watched you for a long time, actually, <laughs> not, not in a creepy way, just on TV. <laughs> Thank you.
3: I appreciate it. <laughs>
0: Uh, Colin, were you a, were you a goofball and, and things like that before you saw uh, the performance, and then suddenly you saw like, oh, this is my outlet. This is I can do this. Or was that sort of was it this whole just awakening for for you?
2: Yeah, I was uh, fairly quiet. Uh, I'm shy. Um, I, I was there to go out for a school play, which is how I got into theater, and I, I did it and got my first laugh, and then that was. Pretty much, it was like getting a shot of heroin. Or something. <laughs> it's, it's, I was just addicted immediately. Yeah, it is very. So, addictive. Um, it, it's weird that on stage with whoever I'm working with, in front of an audience who expect a show that we don't actually have at the moment, that's the most relaxed I am in life. It's uh, it's odd.
1: It, it is. Uh, we 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 experience that a lot too. Because I've been with the company for about eight years, and Alex three or four years now. Yeah, that's about right. And uh, you know we do shows every weekend so we 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 know how that feels too.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's yep. because you you know you're with people you trust. Exactly. On a stage, uh, you know they're going to accept everything you say. You don't get these things in real life.
1: No. Do you um, do you have any like approach to it when you when you start a scene or are you, are you listening for certain things to get started or or
2: um No, (laughs) I I don't think so. Um, I'm I'm just trying to say, basically what we work on when we walk uh, on stage is to be um, just totally blank. And so whatever happens, it just sort of happens. So um, it depends, with Dan and I, it depends who has the first um, line, actually. Um, That's the person who basically sets up what the scene's going to be, and then the other person just follows. It's, um, basically, it's just uh, listening and, um, you know, yes-ending.
3: Right, right.
2: Basic improv. Oh, where did... I I say basic improv. It's really the hardest thing for people to um, learn. Uh, Brad and I had to teach a workshop to some uh, GE uh, management people because their team wasn't working well together. Oh. And we came up with this two-hour teaching plan and we spent the entire time just trying to get them to say yes to one another. <laughs> <laughs> it was insane. It, you know, somebody would say, okay, well, why don't we do... And immediately, they would go, no, no, we shouldn't do that. Yeah. And it wasn't until, like, the, the last minute someone said yes, and then the scene happened, and everyone went, oh. <laughs> oh, no, no, there it is. I don't think it stuck, though. Yeah. That's, yeah. Oh, that's, well,
0: that's, that's so funny. Uh, we do, uh, as part of our theater, we also have... Uh, uh, Kat Coppett is one of the co-owners, and, and she does uh, Coppett. We do applied improv uh, work, you know, working with teams the same as you've done. How how long have you been doing that work with Brad?
2: Uh, we've been touring for 16 years now. Yeah. Wow. And then uh, I guess I've known him for 30 years, so I've been improvised with him for about 30 years. Wow.
1: Um, where did you, where'd you meet Brad?
2: In L.A., um, we had moved down there because my wife had uh, written a show that was being produced and Brad got cast in it. So uh, and at that point, he was doing Second City in, um, in Santa Monica and I would just come from Second City in Toronto. So um, all the Second City people, so it's like the mafia. We yeah, <laughs> like all know each other. We're all connected in some right, way. Right,
1: right. Yeah, I went through the Second City Training Center in Chicago many
2: years ago. Mm-hmm. and
1: so that, that was literally
2: yeah cool. they've uh, second city has just really uh, grown amazingly over the, the years i've been involved with them
1: um do you have any like a uh, favorite like like scenes from the past that you did or something that you remember
2: um the beauty i mean the beauty of whose line is i get to see scenes because i find you guys probably find this too that you don't really get a chance to uh, sort of dwell on a scene because you're out to the next thing. Right. So you, it tends not to stick in your mind unless it really sucked. <laughs> something horrible went wrong or something right. died in the middle, those things you remember. Um, but with Who's line? because it's filmed, even though there's times I'm changing the channel and I'll see myself doing a scene that I have no recollection of, I have no idea where it's going to go.
1: Um, <sighs> oh, that must be... The
2: one that I do remember is the Richard Simmons one. So Has been kind of my favorite. Oh, he was the the, send me.
0: the guest on the uh, on the show. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I can't. I can't remember any specifics. I know I I probably watched and rewatched those episodes with my. We used to watch with the family watching that. Uh, uh, so I probably watched and rewatched it, but I can't recall anything at the yeah, moment.
2: Yeah, yeah. If you're, you maybe too young when this happened. It's a little. Risky, I guess. I'm <laughs> actually still surprised it got
0: on air. No kidding. How much? How much uh, did you guys uh, kind of lose in that process? Was there a lot? Was it? Was it hard to keep it within those boundaries? Or
2: uh, w- we were pretty good. Um, because we'd been doing it for a while, we sort of knew... I mean, there was a period of adjustment coming to the States and doing it, because we started in Britain, Yeah. where there was basically no censorship whatsoever. You could do whatever. It, there's no censorship and, in, uh, in Britain? Yeah. Okay. And then when we moved, when Drew hosted and we did it uh, in the States, we had a censor on set, uh, because there wasn't a script for them to see, so they had to sort of be there. <laughs> and the first season... Um, I was doing a scene where um, I was supposed to be in love with Greg Proops, so I kissed him at the end. And this voice came over the intercom, going, going uh, can you make something else up?" Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> make something
3: else up? Yeah, we'll rewind it, do it again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and uh, Drew has a real button on censorship, so he was pissed off. So for the next, you know, ten minutes, nothing could be used because he would introduce the games with words that aren't allowed to be said on television.
3: <laughs> Completely. <yeah. laughs> so um, <Yeah. laughs> they
2: finally decided the censorship. The censor and the producer would meet after the show, and then we'd go over the, the, the trouble spots and then, you know, work out some agreement. One of the best things I ever heard was Dan Patterson, the director or producer, came up and said, Colin, we lost a pussy, but we got two penises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is the best gig ever. <laughs>
0: it's funny. You only, is it you only get one and you can't
2: <laughs> Yeah, I think there's apparently there's <laughs> although there are sometimes there are things that got on the show that I thought there's no way I and mean, then other things that were very innocuous and innocent that were bleeped, which the audience could fill in with something even dirtier than what was meant. <laughs> right. it was it was interesting finding that level
0: well with um uh, it's uh, I've been thinking about uh, you guys are coming back to uh, to Schenectady uh, soon and you guys I- I'm sure tour uh, across the country do you have uh, like when you're coming back to a city like Schenectady do you have a sense of like oh okay I know what i'm I'm going into I know what this crowd is gonna like what the feel of it is going to be or or is it kind of uh, fresh every time it's uh,
2: it's sort of a mix of both I mean we know um Schenectady and, and the previous audiences have been great but there's also that thing of well that was then who knows what's going to happen now right. I and mean, it's probably going to be uh, uh, great I mean we've gone Schenectady is one of the places we've gone back to multiple times uh, Red Bank and Milwaukee or two others we've done like 17 shows there Wow. so you you don't want to get overconfident and think yeah. oh I can just walk out there and I'm going to love
1: I, I, I saw you I saw you a couple of years ago there at Proctor's and you got you've got that now famous mousetrap bit that you guys do? Yeah. Oh my gosh.
3: <laughs> it's the
2: stupidest. It's the stupidest. Um, it's for people who don't know, it's a mouse, a hundred mouse traps on a stage, then Brad and I are barefoot and blindfolded, and we do a scene. And um, we actually tried getting rid of it, but people were upset. Oh, no. No, it's it really is actually one of the least improvised oh yeah scenes. It, it's sort of like one uh, of the bits you would see at the Harlem Globetrotters uh, right, you
3: know? right right the, it's
2: like oh well, we're going to throw the confetti mm-hmm, exactly basically us hurting ourselves and, and throwing mousetraps at each other <laughs> It's, oh, even as I say it out loud, I can't believe we've been doing it for 16 years.
0: Are there any agreements between you guys? Like, there, are there any mousetrap-throwing rules or, or rules of engagement? No. In tr-
2: <laughs> no, I've been hit in the head a couple of times. i has been hit in more um, delicate places. There's, uh, yeah, there's no rules.
0: Oh, man. So I know I've seen it times where, you know, uh, blindfolds are lifted, you know, uh, advantages are taken. So
2: well,
0: that would be cheating ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: that, no, would that would be, be terrible <laughs> you guys do the um on whose line you guys do that greatest hits game a lot and uh yeah that's a lot of fun and we actually do that in our shows a lot do you, do you have any like uh pointers or tips for that I mean we have a good time doing that
2: <laughs> Have you seen my singing set <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually just wondering um actually uh we've uh, we've done a thing in our sh- uh, show lately called uh, Song Cue, mm. where at any point during the scene, Brad or I can say to the other one, what do you mean? And then based on whatever, the last thing they said becomes a song.
3: Oh.
2: So I've been actually doing uh, probably more singing than I, I ever have before in my improv um, career. Uh, I wish I could give you some like ironclad tips. Uh, basically, what I do is I try to figure out what the what word I'm heading for, <laughs> so that I can rhyme it later. Oh right, right, and yeah. I usually try to find like cat, because a yeah. lot of good rhymes with that. <laughs> yeah, we, but we every we, once in a while, you come up with uh, you start singing for no reason. Perpendicular. You go, oh, now we're screwed.
1: That's right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've got done myself a favor, haven't I? Yeah, we, we we do a lot of music in our um in our our company, we've actually got a show that's all, it's uh, called Spontaneous Broadway where we improvise a musical from nothing.
2: That's great. I, I mean, it really is my biggest regret that I don't have that skill. That I can't do like uh, a, a song like Brad or Wayne where they can like be funny but all, also it has that added thing that oh, they sound good. That's um, true. It, it yeah. really irritates me every time I
1: hear <laughs> that. Well, you know, it's also fun playing the other guys too, the, uh, the announcer guys. That's, the other part of the game, too. Yeah. That's a lot of fun, too.
2: It, uh, it really is my favorite game. Cause we get to sort of be participants, and we also get to watch. And it's usually just Ryan and I getting our chance to banter and goof around and sit down, which we both love.
0: Yeah. How long have... Because uh, I know you said Brad... Uh, is, is he the one that you've been improvising with the most? Because I know uh, I love the, the energy that you and and Ryan had together. Watching you guys on the show, and I know you you've been performing together a lot before you were here in in uh, America. Um,
1: you did uh, Drew Carey show stuff too, yeah, remember, yeah, yeah, absolutely.
2: Uh, yeah, I started working with Ryan. Uh, he was still a stand up, um, and a mutual friend sort of introduced us, and we from the first time we improvised, it just sort of it, it worked. So I think I've been. Yeah, I've been improvising with him for ten years before we started doing Who's Line. So he's who I probably uh, improvised with the longest. But I'm just wondering if maybe Brad's the one I've done most with uh, because of sixteen years of you know hundreds of shows. So.
3: Well,
1: uh, speaking it, of uh, close. Of, uh, of Who's Line, um, I I read that and was this true that the, your first time you auditioned, you didn't make it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was at Second City, and, um, uh, Dan Patterson and Mark Levison, the creators of the show, were doing a across North America tour, audition tour. And so they came and saw the Second City show. They loved it, so they wanted us to audition for the, uh, show. So they had the audition the next morning at 8. Which, when you're in Second City, 8 in the morning is like the worst time possible, because after the show, you're usually hyped up, so you stay around. and You travel around with the cast and drink. So um, we auditioned, and because as a cast, we'd been working together for so long, everyone was like really supporting each other, so nobody really stood out. Everybody had great moments, but nobody um, was over the top, so uh, none of us got cast. Oh, wow. And next year, uh, I got down to L.A. because of my wife's uh, series. And I auditioned again. I didn't know any of the people I auditioned with. So uh, it was kind of like, hey, screw you, look at me. <laughs> 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 that's, a, that's a valuable lesson for you kid. <laughs> that's a valuable wow. I'm
1: going to write that one down.
2: Screw yeah. you, look Always at me. save your own ass. <laughs> screw you,
1: look at me. It's gonna, t-shirts, hats, all kinds of
0: stuff. Well, that's so funny that like this thing that we kind of hope for in improv, that there's this group that we're working together so fluidly that we're just sort of supporting each other. It never looks like anyone's really working or... Or or hamming it up, and and that was the worst thing that could have happened.
2: Yeah, it, it actually became a negative thing, but uh, I think it all worked out the way it was supposed to. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. Um, here, here, I, have, I have a message for you to give to Brad for me, and this is a little little strange. Is that <laughs> I know um, he and I are have this. We share the same birthday.
3: Oh, the remember-
1: the exact same birthday. As oh, in the same year and the day, really? <laughs> yeah, November twenty fourth, sixty four. Yeah. Wow! Isn't that crazy?
2: It is crazy.
1: So if you if you need, if you need a quick substitute, you know you can. <laughs> that's All
2: right. right. Oh, God! I could use a can of beans to substitute for bread. Are
1: you <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any questions for us, Colin?
2: Flipping the script. Um, how long have you had your company?
1: Well, I think the Mopco's been around for. There's been two versions. There's an earlier version, and the one that I joined is we refer to it as Mopco 2. Mopco 2, yeah. That's right. I've been in it for about eight years. Mm-hmm. You know, and I studied at Second City and Improv Olympic and the Annoyance Theater and all those places in Chicago. And took so a You little, guys have weekly shows? Yeah, we have weekly shows. Uh, Three shows now, right? Uh, sort of Friday, Saturday,
0: and sometimes we'll have a, a jam or you know another performance Thursday. We're we're filling out. We're we're uh, we're growing into the space.
1: Yeah, we've, we're in a, a new space for about a year and a half now. That's right. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a uh, con- October
2: 2016. Cool. It's, it's your own
0: space. Yeah, yeah, our own little really? dedicated improv theater. Yeah, it's been it's pretty uh, it's been a pretty marvelous uh, first uh, year and, and change here. Yeah, we got a. L- so- yeah, we have a little.
2: That's, it's so cool. I've... I've been lucky enough to go around uh, the country and see these great improv theaters almost everywhere. So it's really—I don't know—it makes me feel good that people are enjoying improv and getting the theaters and having a life.
0: Yeah, right. uh, It's—it. I feel like has it been interesting watching because it feels like improv is really expanding into a lot of different uh, corners. Like I I feel like I have seen you at different like I know uh, like Dad's Garage. I think down in. In yeah. Georgia, I, th- I think I've seen you. Uh, not that I'm again not creeping on you or anything, but <laughs> I just I, I follow a couple <laughs> of different yeah, a couple different accounts, just different other theaters out there because I'm curious and other you know theaters uh, closer to our size. But it feels like um, yeah, between like the improv kind of getting into the corporate world, as you mentioned before with GE, and it feels like it's uh, it's sort of uh, growing out of its former uh, case. Yeah, it,
2: yeah, I mean, when I, uh, okay, I'm just going to sound really old here, but when <laughs> I was growing up, nobody knew what improv was, Yeah, and um, even in the early years of Who's Line, people s- still didn't really know. I mean, the only person who did it regularly uh, was Jonathan Winters uh, on television. Uh, you youngsters out there may want to Google that. <laughs> That's and, okay. Um,
1: I'm his so. then brand, uh, <laughs> so...
2: You know, Second City people, like Nichols and Maine, Oh, yeah. uh, People like that. But even when we were starting uh, Who's Line, people kept thinking we were stand-ups or something, not really uh, getting it. But now, um, everyone seems to know what improv is, and it seems everyone, uh, every city has a, a thriving improv community, which is great.
1: Yeah, there's a there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah,
0: I feel like we're for a lot of us still like you guys are the touchstone. That's how we describe like oh we're doing an improv. Uh, what's that? Oh, you, have you seen whose lines anyway? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, okay, no, we get like that.
2: We, we get it money. now. <laughs> we should get more money from
0: that. I think yeah, so. Should, I think you should. There should be a, a penny or something dropping into an account for you every time someone says that.
2: Yeah. Okay, I'll work
1: on that. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, tell us about some of the stuff we people might see in the Scared Script List. We talked about your mousetrap thing, but what other kind of games and stuff do you guys uh, do? Uh,
2: well, we say it's sort of a live version of Who's Lying Without the Tall Guy and the Black Guy. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> uh, we do, you know, it depends on the stage, uh, the theater, whether we've been there before. So we'll probably look over all the uh, set lists that we've done in it's connected in the last three years and figure out games, but uh, usually we do sound effects, uh, that sou- uh, sound cue one. I'm guessing we won't do mousetraps. I just got really excited about that.
3: Oh, ooh.
2: That's great. <laughs> um, maybe we can find something else where we just stick needles in each other. There we go. There go. Some kind
1: of the torture games. Yeah. Snakes, snakes. Snakes. maybe.
2: Yeah. Uh, and I'm trying to think. I love if our games are variations of other games because of... Uh, you know, there's just the two of us and we don't have a moderator. So there's kind of a sentences game uh, we call fill-in where we use audience members. Um, and then depending we do moving bodies or... And sometimes we just sit and um, we talk about quantum physics. Ooh! People don't expect it. It's <laughs> <That's> improv.
0: <laughs> How do you guys do uh, with uh, audience volunteers usually? Or, or do you guys ever have uh, a, a troublesome... Uh, person up on stage with you guys?
2: We have, but uh, thankfully it's been pretty rare. Yeah. Uh, Usually when we bring people up, it's usually couples, so um, Incentive to behave. someone they know, so they feel a little more safer. Uh, Safety, safety, yeah. It's when you, if we bring up, like, groups of people, like the um, fill-in game, we bring up, like, six or seven people. That, sometimes that can be a crapshoot, because people will either see it as their moment to audition for something
3: mm-hmm.
2: or just um, their chance to be foul-mouthed for no reason. So um, it's, it's always a crapshoot, but we've been fairly lucky.
1: We have a fun game we, we play almost every show now. We call it a character switch. Mm-hmm. And, and we have we start with like three people and they establish distinct characters and somebody has a bell. And when you ring, you rotate to the other characters. So it, you keep doing that, and the characters rotate positions. Oh, great. Yeah, it's a it's a lot of fun. It it can fall apart, which is kind of fun too. So,
2: <laughs> it really is the only art form where it falling apart can work just as well as it coming together.
0: Sometimes even better. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. even better. Yeah.
1: That's cool. Um, do you uh, do you want to play a quick game with us? Sure. Okay. Um, this is a game that we we played a lot on, on the podcast I call it the word game And right. basically what it is Is um, I guess, uh, You you and I can start And it'll rotate around the three of us And what happens is I'll go 3, two, 1 and you do say any word okay? okay And then It'll rotate the next two people And those two people are trying to look for the common word Between those two words mm-hmm. And uh, we're We'll keep rotating until we actually say the same word. Does okay. That, does that make sense? I think so. Okay. <laughs> and you can repeat the word if you need to. Okay. Cool? Okay. All right. So um, you and I will start. Oh, my cat just came in the room. Hi. Um, so I'll go three, two, one, and just say any word, okay? Okay. All right. Three, two, one, chair. Cow. Chair and Cow. Chair so so we'll rotate between Alex and you. So try to think of some kind of common word between chair and cow. And Alex Alex will count down.
0: Okay. Three, two, one, leg. Milk. Ooh. Leg and milk.
1: Okay. What was it? What was it? Leg and milk. Leg and milk. hmm mm. Okay. You got something, Calix?
0: Uh leg and milk.
1: Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Three, two, one, sexy. Ooh, okay. Sexy and female. Female. So call what was the first one? Oh. Female and sexy. And sexy. Okay. Okay. So (laughs) you and I are trying to think of a word that's uh common between female and sexy. Let me know when you're when when you're ready ish. <laughs> sure. Okay. Um, three, two, one, woman. Jessica Rabbit. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Jessica Rabbit. Ooh. Jessica Rabbit and woman.
0: All right. All right. You count down, Alex. All right. Uh, three, two, one, bombshell home show oh i you have
2: to be there the race at
0: the same time yeah i think so it yeah.
2: makes it's so
0: much easier when i hear what
3: you say first that's right <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we succeeded though it's, it's like peeking under the blindfold that's right
1: <laughs> awesome yay we Woo. won <laughs> <laughs> anyhow um satellite delay you know that's how satellite delay yeah right here talk technology's One. if you saw my frankenstein setup you'd be impressed here um, oh, there's big levers and switches it's very impressive and cats on the table mm-hmm. and the silver spoon the <laughs> okay. i don't know what i'm doing um so uh anything else alex yeah it's a rare
0: opportunity <laughs> have you felt, um i'm curious you know um have you, you're, you you've been talking about going around some of the different improv uh you know small improv communities that have been Popping up have you felt like improv changed Do you feel like there's uh, a different field does it feel like it's still the same people are still talking about the same stuff it's still yes and and, and the same you know things that you were learning yeah, from I think that it always, I mean it always ago? Comes
2: down to that I mean no you know people are constantly changing the framework you know whether it's long form or short form or doing uh, there was an improvi- improvised improvised uh, murder. Uh, a play that's being uh, done up here right now, where they bring up an audience member, and for the entire night, they are uh, a detective trying to figure out this murder. And based on all the suggestions, it's improvised, it's fun, but basically, it all comes down to listening and accepting people's ideas.
0: So the, the audience member is the is the one solving the the mystery, is the detective?
2: Yeah. Oh my yeah, god, with wow. help From the other improvisers, they start Push them in certain directions, or sometimes the audience member actually comes up with things, and
0: they have to follow that. Wow, that's incredible. I've never, I've never worked with, um, and like, uh, <laughs> I guess there's something about the improv that, like, uh, in some way, you want the, the audience input, but only you don't want to open the spigot all the way. That seems <laughs> scary to me, almost, to have uh, like an, an intruder on the stage. Oh no!
2: <laughs> yeah, there's a guy in Ireland, I think gets an audience member and does an entire
1: show with them that's an improv show with just a random person from the
2: audience wow that's that's, that's, that's cur- it seems
1: insane yeah <laughs> that's courage man or insanity, yeah, insanity like you said yeah, yeah I
0: think that, there's a woman I know uh, I think Rebecca Northam who does um, She the, the concept is she's on a blind date and the person doesn't show up so she brings someone oh, yeah. from the audience uh, yeah no, uh,
2: Rebecca Northam uh, yeah. shared that up here
0: wow Another great uh, on
2: this first date.
0: and then uh another thought I just had Colin, too is what do you uh you know you you talked about you know doing uh, uh working with with g e and stuff like that what do you feel like um people gain from from improv? what can people you know it's it's wonderful and it's funny and it, it works on the stage. What can people kind of gain from improv out, outside of the stage uh,
2: My wife and I actually decided like a couple of years ago you know why don't we do, um, like, apply improv rules to our life, like, uh, say yes to things that maybe we're worried about or scared us a little, and it's ended up taking us to these incredible places. We went to the Congo for two weeks um, with a group called World Vision to sort of do some commercials to get sponsorship to uh, adopt children, or sponsor children, wow. and it was incredible to be in the jungle um, with... The, the poorest people you can imagine and yet they had this incredible spirit mm. So, and it was ex- one of the best experiences of my life and it's something I may not have done um, wow. a few years prior to that so um, I, I think it helps you um, because you do have to listen you can see more points of view it doesn't mean you have to agree with all, all of them but you can sometimes see where that person is coming from there's nothing wrong I think with uh, being open, so I, I think improv really helps you with that. It, it,
3: it, it, you can
1: explore your own vulnerabilities, which is really cool.
2: Yeah, and it's not. Uh, and it's safe. It is safe. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it also helps you deal with failure because um, improv. Nobody ever comes out, you know, of a class. Immediately becoming an improv uh, master. There's like I wish I could say every night I go out there, I just kill. And you don't. Yeah. There's sometimes you just suck the big one. You, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's nothing you can do, and um, you just you just suck, kind of accept that. I like, go, okay, that did suck.
3: That happened. Just, yeah.
2: yeah. I, I can learn from this, and then let's just move on.
1: That's
0: incredible. That that's. Um, do you ever feel? Uh, this is a a a weird uh nightmare i had recently where i was uh i was in my nightmare i was in an improv scene but i was just doing stuff that i had done before and the crowd knew it and they were like getting angry at me (laughs)
2: uh (laughs) wow that is an improviser's dream yeah yeah, uh
0: have you ever had that um I don't know. Does it feel like um, your what what where you explore and what you do in your work has has changed over time? Does it feel like um, you you find
2: uh, joy yeah, in different I things? Think, I, I think so. I mean, I spend a lot of time um, trying to work with uh, p- people I don't know, yeah. <laughs> just so I get back to the basics of improv of listening and accepting. And I, I think over the years I've got to be a better listener. I, I don't feel—I um, don't know—panic is the right word, but I'm mm. much more relaxed in the silences of a, a lot. Of
1: a lot less. I, I like silence in scenes too. It's, it's, it takes a long time to get comfortable with the silence.
2: Yeah, and then it can be very powerful sometimes. Yeah, a, a lot of fun. Definitely. So. You know, there, I don't think there's ever a point where you stop learning when you're doing improv. Hmm. There's never a point where you think, okay, I know it all. I know exactly what's going to happen tonight. And I think if you start thinking that way, that's when you get screwed.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> wow.
1: I don't know how much time we have with you, but I'm I'm having a, a great time.
2: <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad you're having fun. <laughs>
1: So let me ask you. I'm I'm real curious because when I when I was going to, I just kind of threw stuff at the wall to get something to stick to actually get this uh, interview with you. I'm I'm wondering what made you say yes
2: to this. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't I? <laughs> I um um.
0: He's gone know. to the Congo already. What? Yeah, how
2: Congo.
1: How scary can this guy <laughs> up in Albany be? Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: i like, God, you're right. I didn't think it through. <laughs> <laughs> what are an idiot. <laughs> no, uh, you know, I always, um, I always try to accommodate when I can because, uh, you know, I know how tough it is to get started, to get things going. Um, so if I can be a part of anything that can serve help, you know, I'm there. I mean, like, my, uh, entire life is based on good fortune and people, um, helping me. Mm. Um, you know, because of Ryan, I got another chance at whose line. Um, I, I the fact that this show came along that showcased my one talent and sort of <laughs> gave me a career is incredibly lucky. So, mm. if I can, you know, sort of pass that luck on to other people, why not?
1: Well, that's that's fantastic, I and mean, we appreciate that. That's and
2: uh, and I'm getting paid, right?
1: Oh no! Wait, wait. Um, um, you take a big fat. Oh. have a big fat cat over here. You can have if you want. It kind of looks like BB, yes. BB8 with cat legs. Do you accept barter? <laughs> so, um, uh, it's, I I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've run out of questions. You've run out of questions.
3: Uh, well, it happens. Yeah, yeah, it does, doesn't it? Do,
1: uh, did you have
0: any? Um, it's one of those things I, I always kind of go back and forth with like I have a bunch of uh, like when I when I played uh, baseball in high school my my dad bought me a bunch of uh, uh, baseball books to read oh yeah uh, you know Ted Williams teaching me how to swing perfectly and uh, now in um, doing improv I I, th- like- I have my baseball books I have the people telling me how to do the thing uh Perfectly. Do you have Do you have any uh, influences in terms of like you know Johnstone or 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 Spolin or anyone that you kind of uh, any work that you reach back to, to to be inspired by or or
2: Yeah, I mean, Johnstone was the one who sort of brought the improv that I saw, hmm. uh, and I took a couple of workshops with him. So definitely that inspired. But I, I think it's up to. Um, the, each improviser. You know, you can get inspired by people and certainly take, you can be inspired by many different people, but it's ultimately you that's going out there and discovering what you can do. Um, going out there and failing and succeeding, and um, I, I truly believe that basically if you have, you know, listening and accepting, then you should be fine. Are
0: there any... Uh... Is there any, like, improv uh, dream projects that you've ever had? Like, yeah. I, I wish I could do improvised, uh, I don't know. Uh,
1: SpongeBob SquarePants. Sure. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I can't think of one right now because um, I have done some interesting stuff, and I'm sure there's something that someone is thinking of right now that hopefully... I just did a Dungeons & Dragon improv, which was great. Yeah. I know nothing about Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> um. But it was so much fun, and you know, you're just making, assumptions, or I was anyway, just making assumptions that I could do things that I I couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was it was so much fun. Yeah, it's... and um, I've also had a tour where I've been uh, touring with a, a hypnotist. Oh, where uh, he gets twenty volunteers, hypnotizes, gets them down to the best five, and then I improvise with them. Wow. So uh, interesting and uh, a little scary, <laughs> but uh, worked out.
0: What was the name of that show?
2: It was called Hip <laughs> yep, Prof.
3: Hip <laughs> <Yep. laughs> uh, What was that?
0: So uh, you, you had to win them down to five?
2: Yes, because you know you can bring a bunch of people up. Not everyone is going to be put under so, oh, right, uh, right, right. It was actually interesting watching him do it, because I could see, oh, yeah, that person's faking, or that person's not quite under, oh, that person is totally under. Oh. So it's, uh, yeah, it was fun.
0: You could start to read, you could start to read the, the hypnotized people a little bit.
2: Yeah. It was weird improvising with people, where you look into your, their eyes, and you see nothing, really. <laughs> <laughs> it's very odd. Ooh. And yet we're giving great offers, and... Totally committed yeah. to whatever we made. I was going to
0: say, what... Um, That's bizarre. Would you say you were in the driving seat at any point during those shows? Uh,
2: kind of. Kind of? I mean, they're really good at the yes. Yeah. Not so much at the and. Ah. Of. So uh, <laughs> I do more work in that area.
1: You're the and
0: guy. Okay. Meaning yeah. like, uh, we're going to build a fire. It's like, yep. Yep. And,
2: and it's like, okay, then I'll figure out exactly why we're doing that.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> That's funny.
0: Wow. And then uh but then when
2: you come up with something, they would totally support it.
0: Yeah. That's uh it's funny. I recently only discovered uh I'd never played Dungeons and Dragons before like a uh, a year ago and it's been one of those things like why haven't I been doing this the whole time? This is wonderful. This is very Yeah, fun. the
2: people I know are real fanatics about it. I, I just yeah, I never got into it either.
1: Yeah, I was more of a like a Star Wars, Star Trek nerd. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Nothing <laughs> yeah. wrong with that.
1: Nothing, yeah. But you can't mix those. No, no. you can't.
2: Oh, no, oh, well, you can But you can't talk about it. That's right. <laughs> yeah,
1: not in mixed company.
0: Separate friend groups. Different speaking, towns.
1: Speaking of mixed company, we we have a really diverse uh, male female population in our company. Um, I mean, we have a. It's pretty equal, and the women are awesome. Do you do you find? I don't know, do you, do, you, do you find a difference working with women than men when you improvise scenes, or...? Um...
2: Not... Okay, how can I answer this without getting in trouble? Okay. Um, <laughs>
1: I can't un the question, I can edit this part out.
2: No, no. <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, I've, I've found no difference uh, at all working with uh, great improvisers, no matter what their gender is, is great. I did find, early on in my improv career um women would sometimes follow into stereotypical women roles mm. and the ones who were great were the ones who just improvised as a funny person it wasn't it, it didn't matter that they were a woman it was that the characters were strong and they were funny and they were going for the joke and going for the scene um so it's always uh, we've been I've been really uh, again incredibly fortunate in with a lot of the women improvisers I've uh, worked with there I mean there's so many up here in Canada in short thousands more millions more in uh, the states so mm. I think it's uh, it's certainly great that you guys have uh, diversity um, yeah,
1: we just we just got through with a, a um, uh, run of theater sports and actually Alex and I run a team we're on Nerd Patrol, Nerd Patrol. and and <laughs>
2: oh got some friends there,
1: huh? <laughs> mm hmm.
2: Um
1: and the team that won the whole thing was a were a team of women and they were fantastic. And uh it was very cool. I, I think we also have a responsibility as, as male improvisers is not to push the women into those stereotypical roles.
2: Absolutely. Um it's um it's been an interesting time. Um Yeah, for my, sure. Uh, my daughter is a trans, trans woman, mm. and um, I talked about it on uh, Twitter, and I got an, um, a message from a guy who runs an improv, oh, jeez, I said a guy, and I don't know if that's true, um, but runs an LB LBGTQ uh, uh, improv thing with uh transgender fluid. Yeah. And said, I, uh, you know, I saw your, um, interview with your daughter and uh, that's great. Can I ask you to be more aware when you're doing scenes that how sometimes homophobic and transphobic bootline can be? Mm -hmm. And looking over some of the old stuff, absolutely true. Absolutely true. There's Mm -hmm. no, there's no point we can say, well, no, you misunderstood. It's like, no. It was going for the easy laugh. Um, right. So I, I put it out on Facebook and it sort of opened up this discussion with uh, different improv theaters uh, around the country uh, talking about it's, it's, uh, it's time to start thinking about, you know, we're, we're funny, we can be fun, but we can also inadvertently hurt people, whether it's because of their gender, because of their sexuality, so it was a certain interesting conversation. I know I've certainly been much more aware of it, uh, certainly in the last 10 years than I've ever been. Wow. Did I stun you? No, no, it was great. It,
1: it, 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 being comfortable with the silence. <laughs> yes, we're being comfortable with the silence, like you taught us well. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs>
0: That's, um, no, it's, it certainly seems, I mean, uh, I know in Chicago, uh, this was only a couple of years ago, there was sort of a, uh, kind of a reckoning with some of the, uh, the, the atmosphere there in terms of, um, you know, uh, how women were treated both on the stage and, and off the stage in terms of, mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, how things were going on there and people kind of drawing, uh combat lines around i think there was i know there were people that were kind of upset with charna there oh improv olympic yeah uh, yeah, the io yeah in particular is the one i'm thinking of but it feels like um yeah i don't know i mean you also had um you had tina fey and, and amy poehler both um kind of uh you know become big stars and and both in their you know books talked so much about improv and um you know the 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 power that improv can have in terms of yes and and things like that, I feel like I, I you know I teach some some classes at our theater and we have a lot of uh women that come in in particular because they've they've read those books and and um talked about you know what uh what those women felt that improv gave to them uh you know off the stage in terms of of how they could deal with uh you know I guess reality as it is
1: yeah yeah. What kind of dogs you got there, Colin?
2: Uh, two Cairn Terriers, you know, like Toto.
1: Oh, my parents had those. They've gone through a few of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they're pretty cool. My my folks live down in Texas. My dad's a guitar teacher, and uh, my mom's like an opera singer. So, oh, yeah. So, showbiz is it's in your blood. Is in the blood, yeah. But, uh, well, let's do a little plug for your show. Okay. I got got it written down here. It's Friday, May 11th at 8 p.m. at Proctor's. Uh, You can get some more information at colinandbradshow.com and also at proctors.org. (laughs) We <laughs> yeah, and Alex, what do we got going on this week at our place?
0: At this week at our place, yeah. Uh, let's see. This Friday, I believe, is actually a ladies. It's May fourth, right? Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. So there'll speaking, be, of, uh, speaking of ladies, yeah, it's an all ladies ladies night. Uh, all the uh, women from both our company and from uh, you know improvisers from the region come and, and perform. They they do a, a kick ass show, and then uh, Saturday we're starting this. Uh, it's our third. Will be the fir- third time of this new show. We're starting called ten. Uh, 10 North Tonight our theater's at 10 North J Street uh, and it's like an improvised uh, talk show oh. yes bring on uh, the guests uh, the guests and everything are decided by audience suggestion and we've got a couple pieces of costume fabric and things backstage and people transform and plug their books and talk about their films It's right. I,
1: think I'm, I think I'm doing that one this weekend I think so
0: yeah.
3: yay <laughs>
1: Um. Yeah. Just so you know, my daughter's been here listening the whole time. Kids love me. I've I've got fifteen uh, year old twins, and they're they're pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. Um. And uh, I, I just want to say how thankful I am for you doing this for us, and really appreciate. it. And now I have to go get a ticket for your show.
3: <laughs>
2: okay. All right. Uh, well, it was my absolute pleasure. Always happy. Yeah, it's really hard for me to talk about myself.
1: No, it, it's you, you did great. It was it was really nice, it was, and informative. Well, and, thank you. And, yeah, and inf- refreshing. And, yeah,
0: and I got to say, a little. Um, hope we didn't get too prying or personal. No, <laughs> I hope not. I know I was feeling a little, uh, a little uh, kind of celeb. Uh, you know, this is you. Uh, you know, the family would get together and watch you guys. Uh, you know, in that show whose line was one of our favorite things to watch. So many quotes that were passed around. I, I could still remember, you know, Colombia is not just for coffee. Uh, <laughs> Captain Hair was another one that was big in our uh, family because my father is also uh, balding, and his young sons found that a, a fun way to taunt him. Although genetics, I assume, uh, doom me to the same fate.
1: And and yeah, and uh, I think I can safely say you have an open invitation if you ever want to come play with us, if you <laughs> play with people you don't for
0: know. Sure, yeah, so come to the theater anytime. Come, uh, yeah, come visit us. We'll. We'll show you around and and uh, yeah. All right, sounds good. All
1: right, Colin. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, Alex. Well,
3: thank, for you. Help, yeah. help.
0: thank
1: you. Yeah. your success. And uh, and uh, we will see you around. And best of luck in all your endeavors. Thank you so much. All right. All right. T- take, care. take care. Bye Bye-bye. bye bye. Bye-bye.
3: Bye.
2: This is Heather, and you're listening to. Radio hey, this
0: Mopco. is Peter. Hi, DeLogne. this is Justin. This is Alex.
3: Radio radio
0: radio.
2: This is Alexander
1: Stern. You are listening, Hi, radio
2: radio. Mopco. Stern, and listening Yay, to. Hey there, Katzi. Hi, this is Kat. You're, you're listening to Radio Hi, this is Mike Burns. You're listening to Radio Mopco. This is Olivia, and you're
0: listening to Radio Mopco. <laughs> to radio Mopco. <laughs>